Welcome to the Revised Me Podcast. This month is entitled, It's Not the End, Finding Hope. It's the same title I used last year in December because I know around the holidays, <clears throat> it may be joyous as when you're growing up as a child, but a lot of us, unfortunately, can be one of the hardest times of the year. Um, Robert Williams says it this way, I used to think the worst things in life was, was to end up all alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people that make you feel all alone. Today, we have a new guest. His name is Sylvester Jenkins. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight with us. And uh, to just add to the discussion, I really appreciate you coming on and taking your time with us. Well, absolutely. I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity, Robert, and I'm looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have today. No problem. I'd like to give a disclaimer for those who are listening, watching in the States, I, I do encourage those around the world to find what resources, because resources are different. You know, and, you know, I always say, especially in my line of work, working in the mental health field, that, you know, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. So whatever work that's positive, do it. If you used to, if you used to like music, you know, if it's positive, something like that, I would encourage you to find those resources that are out there. Um, I always say people say it better than me, Sylvester, and that's usually the case. <laughs> Horatio Jones say it best way. He says, instead of saying I'm damaged, I'm broken, I have trust issues, I say I'm healing, I'm rediscovering in myself, I'm starting over. What what comes to mind when you hear this? Hmm, that's a uh, that's a great question. So uh, what comes to mind when I hear that, it's a, uh, a famous quote by Bruce Lee, and the mm -hmm. quote says, uh, the word we cast are spells. That's why it's called spelling. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. You know, a lot of people are kind of intimidated. I use a lot of quotes, but I I, I never heard that one. So I gotta. That's pretty good. Yeah. So a lot of times, I think how we define words and um, how they relate to us, because you see the guy, you know, on paper, you may be damaged, you may be broken, but he's like, no, I'm not gonna look at it that way. Because right. he gives you the grace and the process to heal. Because if we're really being honest, we're all just, there's a lot of things unfinished in our lives. They continue to be unfinished. Right. And if we're going to be this completionist, we may be more discouraged in those times of, you know, when it's very low. And Sylvester, you're a new guest. And a lot right. of times I like to give the opportunity because a lot of people listen like to know a little bit about yourself so whatever you feel comfortable with uh, just want to give you an opportunity to share about your story and what brought you and why you do what you do uh absolutely so my name is sylvester jenkins III. i'm originally from columbus georgia uh i have to say i'm no stranger to adversity uh, my past was a mess i grew up in a low-income single-parent home gang and drug infested neighborhood uh, by the age of 13 i was an expiring drug dealer a gang member and an occasional thief uh, I suffered from identity issues, emotional neglect, low self-esteem, and looking for a sense of belonging. I failed multiple times in school, the, even the ASVAB, the test to get into the military. I failed that four times. Um, now, at, at this point in time in my life, I really didn't feel like I was important enough for God to give me a gift. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, I felt completely broken. Uh, mm -hmm. I was always desperate for the approval of others. And um uh, after my 21 years of service in the military, I was diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. So I suffered an acrimonious divorce during the time frame that I was in the military while I was deployed in Iraq. Mm. And I, I dealt with so many storms that I felt like I was completely lost hope. And uh, I didn't see the light of day. 
but I never gave up. I never gave up hope. And um, I've been able to turn my mess into a message, a powerful message that has been able to uh, bring others to a, uh, to continue to fight, to continue mm-hmm. to know that there is a way and that they do have a future and that their start doesn't determine their finish. I've been able to do that not only through um, books, but I have also been doing that as a professional speaker. So that would kind of led me into what I'm doing today. And uh, it's been a, a rough ride, but overall, I'm blessed for the journey. You know, I, you know, I love how you said, um, you know, you just kept, you kept going. A lot of times, you know, it's not the monumental steps that I, at least from my, you know, my experience, because everyone has their, their experience. It's just little steps when I'm like, I, I woke up, I'm like, that did not go well or whatever. And, you know, I say to myself, I'm going to try again tomorrow. It's not, sometimes we're thinking like, oh, I made this huge step. Sometimes it's the little steps that matter. Those little steps that say, shit, that didn't go well. (laughs) That did not go well. I'm going to try it again tomorrow. The thing is the second part, the latter is the most important part. Um, And I feel um, it's inspiring because not so much that the correctness, sometimes we get caught up in the correctness. It's that you're still here. A lot of times people have said, what makes you, um, I'm not a father, but my brother is, and I'm like, what makes you a good father? A lot of times it's showing up. We don't, my brother says just being there and really in our own recovery, it's being there, being present. Um, Yeah. So I can't speak for fatherhood, but I could speak for the idea of, you know, accountability is not a bad word when you are in a safe place providing that safe place is being around positive people and then growing towards that. Mark Twain says it this way. The worst loneliness is not to, is to not be comfortable with yourself. Yes. You can be be around a million people. People can say you're awesome sauce and you feel miserable. You want to be alone. You got to feel that. They're like, Oh, you're you're so fun and lively. I'm miserable. I want to go home. I don't want to be around anyone. And uh, it's, it's, I think that's what's tricky about loneliness, and like it's okay to be alone if you're, but loneliness is 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 complicated. It's mm. it's internal. So anything anything you want to add, anything you want to share along those lines, it is inspiring. I do appreciate your service. I worked. At, I was actually in the chair for us. I joke around this. I was in the air force, <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate your service. I just want to share. Thank that. you. I greatly appreciate it. So uh, when you speak on that, um, just being uncomfortable with being yourself, I think about like uh, if you don't love yourself or you don't accept yourself, you'll struggle to receive it from others. Mm -hmm. And to really feel comfortable with yourself, you have to be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. When we live our our lives uh, looking for others' acceptance, Mm -hmm. we find ourselves in a position where we'll always feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just add discomfort for a long time in, in your life, no, regardless of whatever you're doing. So you truly have to just accept who you are and just start to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just having those, like I said, those internal talks. You know, the yes. idea is yes. it's, it, you, it's those baby steps. And it's really just saying, you know, I'm, you know, I struggle with this. I, and then you actually have some real conversation. Why does this bother me? Why right. am I struggling with this? And you, you, it's just self-discovery. A lot of times we like I I know the idea of if you're if you're 
if your positive affirmation only stems from someone else saying something nice to you or right. something gratifying, it, it's not sustainable. How can you sustain <clears throat> that? You're going to have to have the person there right. always kind of in, in that same situation. And it, it becomes you're not, you don't even see your life in a complete picture. It becomes more impulsive. And then it, it, at the very least, I would say that those, this to that maybe you could share a little bit more. Um, it doesn't allow you to actually see what's really happening. You don't yes. get to step back, you know, at the very least. You know, you may be in the right track, but you wouldn't even know because you're so, too concerned about how other people saw or see you today. So, right, right. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And comparison will keep you out of rooms that you were supposed to be in. I, I take bases on this a lot in my in my book, From Comeback to Comeback. Mm-hmm. And I speak about the inner critic because my inner critic was telling me that I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. that I was unworthy. But mm-hmm. your words that you speak are like seeds and your mind is like the garden. Mm-hmm. And we are the master gardeners mm-hmm. and we have to control. We have control over the harvest that we reap from the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. And we got to continue to reaffirm ourselves throughout the process of this journey called life mm-hmm. to let ourselves know that like, hey, it's OK to not be OK, that yeah. you can take a knee. But in the process of taking that knee, figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do in life and then stand back up and carry on the mission. Yeah. And I, I really, you know, you know, Revive Ministry does not proselytize, but it does inspire these stories of hope. But I can't deny my own faith. You know, part of my journey was my faith. And one thing that stood out to me was just um how we have this we have at the very basic we have this ability to choose you know Mm -hmm. we have the ability to choice at at a very rational if you don't believe in anything else we have this ability to make a choice but unfortunately what i've seen in in myself i don't know and a lot of times we have those choices done for us we kind of we kind of project our choices onto others and at the same time it it provides us a more very uncomfortable and um, maybe um, sometimes even damaging situation. But, you know, your choice, like you said before, if you don't respect your own time, no one else will. Right. No one else will. And it's kind of weird because that's, it's not, you know, I tell my clients, you have to be selfish sometimes. You have to take time for you. You know, it's not, yes. I'm going to do 50 million things <clears throat> today. If it's a problem that's been happening for five years, it's not going to be solved by you hard, trying hard right. in a couple of days. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So uh, yeah. I, I do really feel what you're saying. And uh, when people listen to this, it'll be in the middle of holiday season. And everyone's at like, uh, I need to get, um, you know, they may be overspending. They may be over and they're just they're just really trying to make this holiday the best holiday ever and right. like sometimes it's just you know not taking account for your your own self-care your own health you know right right i believe uh for me personally mm-hmm. uh, i found myself where i had completely lost myself mm-hmm. uh just everything that had transpired in my life everything that i was going through i never found a way to deal with it and i was trying to be the best leader in the military I was trying to be the best husband. I was trying to be the best father, but I never realized who I was for myself. I completely lost myself. Mm. So just like you were speaking about your brother earlier, as far as being a father and being present for his kids, you have to be present for yourself as well. Yes. So if, 
don't lose sight of who you are and mm -hmm. don't lose sight of what you're capable of doing when it comes down to that. Be present for yourself just as much as you are for everybody else. I totally agree. And, and on the other side, there's just to kind of uh, shift gears, Ralph Waldo Emerson always has these great quotes, but one of the things he says is, our strength grows out of our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because I even noticed uh, I'm very intentional. Like I I, I, I sometimes um, may seem over eager, not like over eager, but I, I'm, you know, I, I follow through, but sometimes that can be reversed if I'm not taking care of other things. So if I'm spending five hours on this one thing, that may be good. I'm also neglecting a lot of other things right. uh, in my life. So uh, prioritizing, 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 uh, even my strength can be reversed as weaknesses. So I do, mm -hmm. at least that's what I see in this quote because it's, it works both ways. What do you see when you hear, read this quote? Yeah. So what I see when I, when I read and hear this quote is that during our times where we might feel like it's the end of the road and there's no turning back or no way out of it. Like all the struggles and the pain that you went through throughout the time frame of your life, you made it through it. 99.9% .9 of the time you made it through it. So mm -hmm. guess what? Just like you made it through that one, you'll make it through this one too. Mm -hmm. You'll gain and develop that growth, that strength, that power mm -hmm. that you always had within you, that inner warrior that mm -hmm. continues to help you to prevail when those times do come. And you might be able to impart some wisdom on somebody else due to the wounds that you experienced when you was developing and growing through your weakness. Yeah, and I totally agree because uh, you have those small talks within yourself. They're painful. They are painful. But at the end of the day, you stop shying away from them. <laughs> you know, stop shying away from these, these hard truths. And at the same time, you can remember. I, I mm -hmm. use that word. Remember. It sounds so silly, but you look at the calendar. It's filled with things. Right. To remember <laughs> and there's right. a reason for it and our recovery is no different if i forget what brought me to something that was compromised if what if i forget of myself unraveling to being maybe you know partaking in something negative habit i need to know these things i need to remember what mm -hmm. is the cycle for me <clears throat> to kind of decompensate or kind of you know reinforce something negative into my life and mm -hmm. if we don't remember these things, we don't, we don't linger there. But it's good to remember the lessons we learned at the right. Time. Yeah, right. That's absolutely it. I see a lot of people nowadays who continue to suffer mm -hmm. is due to the fact that they are living in reverse mm -hmm. instead of referencing the past. Mm -hmm. Like you said, mm -hmm. they're living in the past yeah. and they continue to let it hinder them from continuing to move forward. You have to forgive. You have mm -hmm. to let go. And you have to really just uh, analyze everything, reflect on it and release it. Let it go, because yeah. that will not help you at no point in time. You can't travel to the future if you walk backwards. Yeah. And I feel one of the exercises for me is, you know, just just dive deeper in the questions of yourself. Like if you're um, I, you know, I'm a church leader. One thing that everyone's scared of saying is, why do you go to church? I feel like that's a very fundamental question why do you go to church but they're scared of it a lot of times and understandably because it's 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 like why wouldn't i'm here but i'm not saying just to ask a question like that but ask a question of that seem fundamentally you know yeah this is an easy answer to this easy question to answer but it, it could dive you deeper into other topics like why um 
why do I reinforce this negative thought in myself? Why is it important for me to kind of be stuck there? You know, sometimes you may need professional help, and I've been through some trauma therapy, but trauma therapy is different for everyone. And depending on what was the events that surrounded it or what, uh, people don't respond the same way. They don't. Right. So uh, it's not one size fits all. That's why I said in the beginning, find what works for you. And the only way you can find that if you take time to uh, like reevaluate yourself and that will constantly change. Sylvester, I want to shift gears and say, what has helped you? I know we talked about your past, mm-hmm. but what helped you move past those negative moments in your life? What did not help you? You know, we're kind of talking about, but I just want to kind of reemphasize it and share, have you share what you, what you would like to. Absolutely. So uh, what was beneficial for me uh, along this journey of my negative past was uh, just giving myself grace. You know, uh, God doesn't keep score. (laughs) And a lot of times we are our worst enemies. We beat ourselves down to the point that we just can't get up out of that rut that we're in. Mm -hmm. And you have to give yourself grace. Every day won't be sunshine and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Your best won't always look at your best. And you have to be okay with that. So giving myself grace and also unlearning behavioral patterns that deeply rooted trauma. That was a big one for me because that led me to feeling unworthy and in danger at all times. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case during any situation. Mm -hmm. Once I realized and peeled back the onion and figured out what it was. So um, what did not help me though, uh, was the fact of just my pride. I let Mm -hmm. that get in the way and I, I denied everything and I kept, uh, was keeping everything bottled up in myself. You know, um, the fears that I had of what people would think about me, mm-hmm. uh, how people would feel, would I still have these friends or still be able to be in these relationships? It was always this negative talk with inside of my head. Mm-hmm. But the thing I realized was that it was all inside of me. It yeah. was only how I was thinking. It was only mm-hmm. me that was preventing me. And, you know, they say hurt people hurt people. So those mm-hmm. were the things that was beneficial to me along this journey and mm. those were the things that did not help me along this journey yeah and you know i just i was thinking it was kind of just popped in my head you know i was in the military but i was the crew chief so i worked on planes you know the okay. mechanic the grease monkey yeah <laughs> the funny thing about it is um you know it was i was in there during 9-11 you know during all iraq all that right. early so we were pushing out so many planes obviously we're understaffed we asked so the thing is I picked up dipping, you know, <laughs> chewing tobacco. I picked right. up chewing tobacco. And the funny thing was one of the hardest things to me to quit because I related my productivity when I'm working on things, having that dip because right. it kept me up. I worked 14 hours or whatnot, back, 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 no, no, no. Right. And sometimes it was one hard thing to kind of unlearn because I related my value and productivity by having that. I felt I was sharper with that you know <laughs> in a weird way it's like for me yeah. it was it was a one saving grace because back then it was it was it was hectic and, and from my experiences because there was an unsurmountable amount of work we had to do and major but at the same time i thought this would save me but i forgot myself like you said i forgot mm. that i was good at what i was doing because <clears throat> i was learning it i remember the things i learned in you know in the school, when the aviation school, when I was going into getting right. my MOS, it wasn't the dip that helped me. But the thing was, that's what I kind of held on to. And as silly as it sounds, I'm just using this as illustration of how it can be 
something else in your life could be doing the same thing. Absolutely. Um, you attach it to some something like I can only be this good with this thing, and you kind of for me, I'd have asked the hard question first. I'm not in that same scenario. I'm not working 14 hours on an aircraft getting yelled at. No, I'm not. So it, at the same time, it doesn't have the same environment. Second, um, I'm valued because I'm able to do the work, not because they gave me dip at <laughs> basic mm. training to make me do the work. It's you know what I mean. It's kind of funny, but we kind of attach these things. So I just I thought that was a funny, but I guess relatable because nicotine even smoking is hard for people to quit. Yeah, right, it's, absolutely. It's not, nothing is frowned against. A lot of people who never done it is very easy to, for them to say, "How can you not quit? That's disgusting." Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So um, it's just something to kind of keep in um, thought. My, my wife has this book called "Untranslatable Words from Different Countries." I'm going to murder this one, but it's <laughs> it's, it's Meraki. It says, "Pouring yourself wholeheartedly into something." And doing it with soul, creativity, and love. I always ask my clients, what do you like to do? What Do you have a hobby? And they're like, what? I'm allowed to have a hobby? Yes, you are. You're allowed to have a hobby. <laughs> my friend, he has a hobby with fish tanks. And I used to thought, man, that's a lot of work. Because those things are heavy. You know, the 300 right. gallon. But he loves it. And I'm, I'm like, now I get it. Because I have my own hobby. And part of it, um, I would say Revive Ministry is my passion, but there's other hobbies. I like gaming, there's music, I love music. Right. Just kind of, kind of figure out what you do, and sometimes even those little tangible kind of creative creativity, just like it, it was saying in the other quote, can be part of you finding yourself. Yes. Um, so, anything else you want to say on those lines, or anything that you found that was helpful? Have you been... Has, a hobby helped you or is, has being creative in your own life been helpful for you? Uh, yeah. So what's been helpful for me was uh, I started journaling and initially I thought it was, you know, something that was just for girls. I won't sit here and lie about it. Um, but when I started going to behavior health, going to therapy, um, they suggested that, Hey, you start writing down everything, all your thoughts, everything that you experienced, your day to day life and so on and so forth. Mm. And um, once once I started journaling, this is how uh, my book came about, honestly, mm. uh, through journaling. And I would write down everything from start to finish, where I came from, how I was raised, mm. all the childhood adversities that I dealt with, um, just figuring out who I was. That's how I relearned and rediscovered myself by doing that. And it became a hobby for me. Yeah. Not only that, but uh, physical fitness as well. Mm. Yeah, and I feel that sometimes we forget that. I remember just you know, just music. I you know I love music, but I right. forgot how much I did love music because you know the the one quote says, "A uh, song is only as sad as a, as a listener." Per se, mm -hmm. like a lot of times <clears throat> we hear things uh, and it reflects on how we feel but right I, there's something very expressive journaling i love i journal too um but any way for you to be heard you know one right. thing that's very lonely about this uh, mental health or whatever you're dealing with substance use or dual diagnosis whatever it is is that you feel very much unheard and a lot of times you feel no one really understands you and unfortunately that's probably right because the only <laughs> one who really understands you is you is you, and, it's, yeah. and, and it's okay. And the thing is, it's okay that way yeah. because um, I used to say siblings don't make good parents. I still say this to the day. Another thing I also say is 
those people that you're like, oh, I want to like, you know, if they say I'm good, I'm good. It, you know, you're it, you're happy if they compliment you. When things really, you know, hit the fan, um, will they be homeless there with you? No, they won't. Will they help pay your bills? No, they won't. I know that sounds really harsh, but sometimes we get these, we get fixated on, you know, getting, if they feel, you know, get fixated on the approval of others. But the, the idea is that you need to work and focus on you because yes. you matter. Yes. You know? Yes. Any final thoughts you want to share with us, uh, those listening today? Uh, yes, absolutely. So to anyone that's struggling to survive or feeling overwhelmed, it's time to let go of the OU. Hmm. That's all I want to say. It's time to let go of the OU. Don't allow what happened to you in the past to cause you to lose sight of your future. It's okay to not be okay. I say that one more time. It's okay to not be okay. But while you're taking a knee, take an opportunity to figure out who you are, what you want out of life. There is a difference between pain and suffering. Pain is temporary, but suffering is a choice. The goal is to go from self-sabotage to self-mastery. No one ever said life will be all sunshine and rainbows. No one ever said that it'll be easy, but it's definitely beautiful. Even broken crayons still can color. And make sure, please make sure you get a copy of this book right here to help you to break through what you've been through. And they could get that on Amazon or anything like it's that? It's on Amazon, iTunes, um, Audible, mm. Kindle. Okay. Every major platform out there is is out there. It's called so, From Comeback to Comeback, How to Conquer the Battles of Adversity. Well, be, uh, those listening, you can see uh, how to find his book in the notes below. And again, I just want to say thank you, Sylvester, for joining us on this talk and just sharing your insight. It's always refreshing to get new perspectives, but also new stories, because that's all what Revive Ministries is about, continuing the conversation. Again, thank you. Thank so you. Much. I just wanted to share with those who are listening. Remember to stay updated with Revive Ministries with various platforms, but RevivalMinistriesFL.com. You can find all the links everywhere there. I'm going to say goodbye with this last quote. It's from and Frank, actually. I don't think of all, I don't think of all the misery, but of all the beauty that remains. Mm. Mm.